Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hello, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I've had a cold this week, so I may sound a little weird. Ah, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm being brave. Have you been having ginger? I We ran out of ginger. Oh. But I should have been having ginger mm. because that would be very good. But no, I unfortunately have not. But I'm I'm doing okay and, yes, surviving and being brave and everything. That's good. Yes, how have you been doing? Yeah, I've been doing all right. And I saw, I saw you doing something next, is it next Saturday? Yes, oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's tell really, me about it. Yeah, I will, that will perk me up. Um, it's really fun because I'm going to give you the long version. Okay. I made friends with someone called Chantal on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she is amazing and lovely. And she sells or collects and sells amazing vintage. I think she sort of especially does Yves Saint Laurent, but all sorts of beautiful, beautiful things. And she's a very lovely person. And she has very talented children, one of her, well, adult children, is Moses. And Moses has started making these incredible clothes. And like some of the clothes are wearable. He also does like amazing wall hangings. But they're also artworks and they're really, they're so intricate and layered and they're kind of this collaging together of all kinds of fabrics and found objects to create these amazing, it's hard to describe in a way, but like these Mm. amazing, um, like, like I went to see him last week and he's so funny and he's so nice, but they're really like they're so sort of deep and meaningful these dresses that he makes and there was this incredible dress which is now in an exhibition of his work at the Africa Centre and it's amazing it's like it started off like the base of it was an 1870s worth dress wow. from his mother's connect from Chantal's collection mm. so it still retains the kind of silhouette of that and is recognizably Victorian but then of course it's not anymore because he's turned it into something else so they're really interesting in terms of time so it's then he cut up this kind of I can't remember what he said it was called but this quite kind of rough sort of hemp-like African fabric and it's almost like in curving flame shapes all around the skirt wow so what are the colors the, the ground, the black dress, the dress is black with mm-hmm. gold kind of abstract sort of flower pattern on it. And then the it's like the these kind of flame shapes is sort of tan and then a darker tan. And then cut into that, he cut up, you know, those kind of like Chinese embroideries of lions and tigers. Oh, yeah. A tiger. So it's, you know, when you see like paintings or even photographs of tigers where they're kind of flickery photographs because you can only see them through long grass. Oh, yeah. So it's like you're looking at it and you see everything else simultaneously on the skirt, but it's it's like you're seeing through the hemp or whatever it is, fabric, at this animal, but then you're also looking at a Victorian woman's dress. It's really amazing. And then he put lots of... He, um, he also cut up a Balmain couture dress, which was, I think, 60s and 
beady beads but also shells like really kind of tightly packed Mm -hmm. and he dyed it with leather dye and it's kind of this deep pinky red now and he's put some of that on the um as like a sort of like almost like a mini neck plate it looks very much like armor he said to me when I you show me the dress she's like a warrior and it really is it is like it's turned this sort of not like beautiful but not terribly spectacular worth dress into this incredible warrior woman dress because then oh and it's also got an ottoman cut up within it oh I didn't get that can you say that again an ottoman an ottoman gilet an ottoman waistcoat So you know those ones that are little black waistcoats with gold with embroidery. embroidery. Mm. So that's cut up into it. There's bits of this shell. There's bits of a leopard skin. There's little tiny dolls and little tiny like silver and, and brass talisman around the waist. He completely made the um, sleeves, which have got like a man's sort of plaid fabric black floaty lace which was the original on the bodice of the original dress you know it's incredible it's like all of these layers but they somehow make absolute sense in his reconfiguration and which is, I it, think is, is it for oh, wear or is it more like an art I mean, piece it's more of an art object i mean i i expect you could wear it mm. and he has done commissions for people and and he does like these leather jackets which have you know, like bits of different period and different countries' embroideries on them, like a patch. Not like a patchwork, more like... They, they remind me a bit of, you know, Victorian scrapbooks. There's a bit of that kind of eclecticism and kind of globalism in it, but completely turned on its head. Mm. Yeah, you They're didn't... They're really inspiring. You didn't say where where he's based, I think. He's, yeah. he's, he's based in London... Mm. He grew up in Britain. His his heritage is Guadeloupe. He's from Guadeloupe, mm. so he spends part of his time in the Caribbean and part of, most of his time here. But you know, back and forth. Mm. So there's a really strong. It's almost like a sort of imagined or dreamt of sense of kind of landscape and place. It's like between places, if you know what I mean, and between times. Because this dress is so amazing. And as I say, it looks coherent. I know I've said it's got this and this and this and this. Mm. And this. But it doesn't, it looks like everything belongs together because it's all from his kind of vision of it. Yeah. He's done several jackets. Um, one of them was an army jacket. I think they're sort of late 19th century. You know those scarlet ones and then they have navy cuffs. And oh, gold. yeah. Mm. Yeah one of those so there's another kind of early uh, sorry i mean late 60s early 70s feel to some of the jackets and the exhibition is called voodoo child oh yeah so there's definitely a kind of that kind of period influence on it and the the one that it's called voodoo child identity spiritual spirituality and fashion and the one that's got the um the one that's based on starts as an army jacket He's then, it's got embroideries on it, but he also kind of, I can't remember what he put them in. Is it is it latex? No, it wouldn't be latex. It's like some kind of plasticky stuff, like real flowers. Oh, and wow. then put them in some kind of clear stuff hmm. and applied them and then a drawing of his, like on etched leather on it, 
really, really beautiful. And it's like he just kept saying to me, it makes me so sad, what makes me so sad. And it's like it sort of, it's all these kind of feelings and ideas that he has. And then he's constantly looking at different fabrics and different garments around him. And they kind of turn into, it's almost like he goes into a trance going, you know, going through and kind of working and working and working and working until they become complete again. And are they, I guess they must all be hand, must be done by hand? Yes, or, mm. yes, yeah. And, the, you know, they're really amazing. I mean, he, he showed me photographs of a dress he'd made for someone for her 21st birthday party where part of it was from a Lanvin gown and then he'd, he'd got peacock feathers and kind of re- completely redone the skirt in peacock feathers. And, you know, there's, as I say, there's embroidery. Um, there's also, which he, I think are more recent, these wall hangings, which are incredible. They're kind of irregular shapes. They're almost like you feel it, from a distance, you almost feel like it's the map of a country because it's like this irreg- irregular shape. Mm. But then one of them is like all hand-tooled leather and stitched. And there's a two I saw, um, I went to see them the other day, and they are amazing because... Again, that like he's, he kept saying to me, they're not real places, but they do remind him of, of when he's back in Guadeloupe. So they're, they're kind of, there's like kind of almost like jungle or really sort of tight, tightly packed undergrowth, but it's done in like pieces of Lesage embroidery that he's yeah. found. And mm. then it will have, you know, animals mixed in and figures and like his drawings, he'll put in his drawings and then put in different sorry I'm, I'm doing all of this with hand gestures so you have to <laughs> describing this also with my hands to you so that there's one that's got sort of um little figures standing in the water and they've got his hair like his real hair on it and there'll be like little flowers or you know leaves from his garden or it's it's really interesting because it's almost like his entire world gets turned into a garment yeah yeah and they're really really wonderful and i think you know kind of he's really interesting and fascinating and his you know his whole family are lovely and you get the sense of the whole family if you know what i mean because you get this sense of continual sort of questioning and creativity and this sort of interest in spirituality there's kind of references to voodoo and and they're buddhists so there's buddhist references and but also this kind of sense of they're very happy they're very kind of joyful um but how i many, love how they sorry how many how, are exhibited at i'm not sure i haven't seen the, the exhibition yet he oh, okay. sent me a few pictures i've i've sort of seen his work separately oh, okay mm. um but yeah next saturday the 30th i'm going to be in conversation with him which will be really good fun mm. um but it's just kind of amazing when you stand in front of him with him. It was like the my first impulse was like, "Where's that from? Where's that from? Where's that from?" And he'll kind of go through. Oh yeah, there was there was also in in one of the wall hangings there were there was like negatives from a film, which were from Vietnam. So you've suddenly got those, but they've kind of become part of the. It's almost like they've become a waterfall or part of this landscape in it. So there's so many different textures and layers and it is like you look and look and look into them and you're getting more and more and yes when I when I first look at them I tend to want him to tell me where everything comes from but it's like at the same time 
I don't, if you know what I mean, because I, I like the way it's it's all become his and it's all become this worldview. And I also I hit that Chantal, I was saying to him, wow, you're very brave letting him cut these things up. And she was saying, yes, you know, <laughs> I have to kind of take a deep breath, but it's like she trusts him that he'll do something amazing with them. And I, I kind of, I know like, I know I'm always like, do not wear old clothes, preserve the past. But there's something I really love about the almost kind of punk spirit of not, of like preserving them in a different way. You know, mm. instead of preserving them by keeping them as they were, turning them into something else and giving them another life, which I think is really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I hope you can come or you can or you can see the exhibition because I think I think you'd really be fascinated, and I'd love to, to hear your ideas on them too. Yeah, that they sound they sound incredible. I don't. I I was trying to think of other. I mean, that, like you said, they sound like a three-dimensional, three-dimensional collage, but which mm. they sort of do exist, but not not in an actual. I couldn't think of any other ones that are actual garments. No. I mean, no, I couldn't, and I think it also makes a difference that it's like he's coming at it equally as somebody who understands fashion and understands art. Mm. So they they do look like things you would wear and you'd want to wear they they look like they can be in a gallery but they could be on a person mm. as well and i think as i say i kind of love the way it's it's like he can see in his mind he doesn't know exactly what it is but he has like this feeling inside him of how these things come together and also that it upends i love this thing that you know this very kind of rather polite worth dress has now become this kind of completely decolonizing fashion history <laughs> gown mm. for a warrior that's so bold and across various countries, cultures, religions, mm. but is still recognizably Victorian. Yeah. It's, it, you know, that it really messes up history, but in a way that's very exciting. Yeah, that's so, really interesting, the idea of yeah, messing up history. I like it a lot, even as a strict historian. Yeah, I like it a lot because I love, like I was, um, I've been talking to my my MA students because about their dissertations, and a couple of them are doing ones which relate to themes of history and memory. And I just love, I love sort of philosophies of time and history. And I and and Beatrice Balin, I forgot to tell you that I've finished reading Proust now. Oh wow! The seventh volume was finished this week, so I'm also like really that's at the forefront of my mind. How he's continually thinking about his life and the people around him, and 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 something that he says in the seventh volume, "Time Regained," which I just love, which I think kind of relates to this exhibition, which I hope Moses won't say. What are you talking about? Is that? Bruce, there's this beautiful bit, which I won't remember to remember the exact words, but where he says that people don't understand when they re- they're reading drafts of his book, because within the within the books, he's writing the books, if you see what I mean. Oh, yeah. Mm. The character is. And he says that people don't understand. They'll say to me that I'm putting something under a microscope to describe it. And he says it's the complete opposite. I'm using a telescope to see something in the distance, but each thing that I describe contains a whole planet. And I think that's just blown my mind. Mm. 
so I think I just really love this idea that you're looking through a telescope at something and I really it was because I'm I was kind of finishing the books and seeing Moses and his work at the same time it all kind of got mixed up in my head I think but I think there is a real connection that he's looking at things that are far away potentially in time geography use you know etiquette ideas of what dress is but he's recognizing how full of meaning they are you know what I mean that the, and they become like another planet mm. through what he's producing with his work and I think you know he's only 22 this is rather oh, wow. amazing. <laughs> he's yeah. producing these things but I think it's it's and I think it's it's really important that he's not a trained fashion designer you know he has a good knowledge of fashion because I think if a trained designer would probably think I must not pick this up or I must not do this or this goes here but I think he has a freedom in what he's doing and yes as I say I do love a thing that I do love anything really that is playing with memory and history Mm. and and the fact that it's three-dimensional and you could potentially wear it yeah and I there's sort of few things I keep mulling over but I'd not Mm. I can't really formulate them properly so one thing is is that you say you want to know what it is you know from and and then you don't and because it's become this other thing and and also that you I don't know that there's something about maps I don't know it just makes it makes me think of maps but maybe also because you said that the textiles look a bit like like maps so that was one thing and then the other thing is this the cutting up of the the couture or you know might not have been couture necessarily um the of the old gowns in a way that is in in some ways seems even more luxurious than wearing them as they oh, that's are true. um and I hadn't thought of that that's and really interesting I don't know I do find that you know obviously working in a museum yes. <laughs> it's you, you just get that so drummed into you um but then you know we also there are sometimes beautiful garments that have just deteriorated and maybe even when they came to the museum they were still fine but they might have had sweat on them and the sweat might might have made them worse in a way and in some ways they are in in some ways it would be nice if you could do something new with them Mm. because they are not at their best anymore I mean I don't know what you know what state things are in that he you know what he uses maybe whether they're pristine which they probably wouldn't be there sort of so rarely are so I don't know I that it sometimes happens that the you know sometimes people offer stuff that is actually really great and you'd love to take it but you've already got five that are quite similar and and then I sometimes say you know I say you know maybe you give it to to somewhere where where they sell them to be worn and and you know, at least someone else, like you said earlier, someone else will get pleasure out of it. And and some people, some people are happy with that, but some people really don't like it, which I always find interesting. You know, I had that. No, I can imagine because it is like people. For some people, that's the kind of ultimate kind of celebration, validation. I don't know what the right mm. word is of a of an item of dress. Is it its museum condition? You know, even that phrase, and that it's it's somewhere in a museum being saved. Yeah, I think it, that's probably the main thing. It and mm. yeah, it is saved. But if you, if someone else wears it, it might then it probably won't be. Um, and then I don't know. I don't know. I sometimes worry about these garments that are in limbo. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I can I can see that if you have something really super special, it must be so difficult. You know that that I often that's one of the things I really don't like about my job. You know, some if I have to say to someone that we cannot take something, and I yeah, and with some people it's fine. They you know they sort of half expected it, or they sometimes you can direct them somewhere else. But sometimes I already know you know everyone else will say probably something similar and. Yeah. I wish there was another place, another place well, where these these garments could go to. to Moses now. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. but, I th- but I think it is that idea because he's saving them in another way, mm. and he's making them precious in another way and meaningful in another way. Because it was also, it's you see everything. I don't know if it's because of my hold and in my fevered state, everything's just fused <laughs> in my brain. But I also last week I was giving lectures to the third years at work at the Courtauld. And Mm. um, I was using Kopitoff's theory. He's an anthropologist and he wrote this really famous essay about uh, things having biographies Mm. and how, I mean, he talks about them as commodities and things like this as well. But I really love this idea of thinking of dress as having, as, as like the biography of a dress. And I know you're really brilliant at this in your research that you really find every life this object has lived but the idea that you know like the worth dress may have you know has started off as something very rarefied in a couture salon and then had a life worn by whatever lady and then maybe it was passed down within the family Mm. or maybe it went to a second hand shop or maybe she gave it to her maid and it's kind of gone around a chain of different people and had all of these different lives. And at some, you know, at one point it was maybe super fashionable and lovely to have this, but then it would have fallen out of fashion, so no longer have had that prestige. So it became an heirloom. And, you know, it somehow ended up with Chantal and then it's ended up with Moses, but it's become this comment, not the comment, but this artwork that speaks about sort of global history and time and all of this and spirituality and all of these intricate ideas and so and and my colleague Joanna Woodall was saying and it's really important that you say biographies rather than stories because biographies implies a life Mm. and that you know objects and I think particularly dress have lives Mm. so I really like thinking about his work that way as well and also your work because as I say you're so good at doing research and finding all of the lives that an object has and kind of really placing that. Mm, and I don't know how that links. I don't know if it does link. But no, I it think does it does link. Head. But I, um, it also makes me think of, with him, there is there are histories or biographies preserved or new ones created. But it just made me think about when people want to give us things. Sometimes it's weird they don't actually want to say much about themselves. And oh. you, yeah, and... And sometimes I think there must obviously there will be different motives why people would like something to go into a museum, and sometimes it's really totally selfless. They just think this is this is a good thing to talk about history, and it would be good if people would know about it and doesn't have anything to, doesn't need to have to do with me. It's more about the designer or whatever. But then yes. some some I guess some with some people they want to give it to you and it it's really it's special to them but somehow they don't want to tell much about themselves and then with other people it obviously is that they're fully aware that it the garment will mean that their history or their family's history 
will also be preserved, yes, particularly now, exactly, not necessarily yes. in the past, but now because we, we try and get as much as possible. And I guess in a way that is something that he does not have, I guess, often or... Um, no, it's not it's about like he, that. It's he not about them to his biography, mm, I guess. Yeah, that he link, he wraps them into his biography. That that they're they're still present and visible, but they've become part of another life. Mm. And also, I it's, guess maybe they represent more bigger things, like the you know the worse, as in the you know Western couture and yes. and, and not not one person. Well, I guess there's worse is still there. Um, well, yes, definitely. But mm. but you can clearly, yes, you can see all the elements if you look enough. But but it's almost more important to stand back and see the whole. The whole, yeah. Yes. Mm. And it's interesting because that one of the events has already happened. Well, it's happening today, actually. I mean, you can see how interesting it is from the people he's. I mean, obviously because it's me. I'm <laughs> that sounds very arrogant and I didn't mean me in this but the young poet laureate Caleb Femi is talking to him today mm-hmm. and then he's doing an interview with Bobby Haas from Natal magazine which is a really interesting magazine that looks at African art so it's like an interesting range of really quite different people and different angles yeah. to come at his work and it kind of shows the richness that you can have people who who represent different kind of approaches as mm-hmm. part of it and i think there's 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 kind of a series of events linked to the exhibition it's on till the 17th of april so oh i can that's great i could definitely yeah. see it yes so yes that's my main exciting thing at the moment well that's that that sounds pretty fabulous and made me made me think about quite a lot of things as always so um, well yeah his work is lovely so yes I think I've said everything I can say I've done Proust I've done fashion I you know I have nothing left now okay well that um, was the whole lot well thank you and uh yeah I'd I'd look (laughs) forward to um to seeing seeing them in the in the flesh as it were yeah that would be fabulous all right I'll talk to you soon yeah talk to you soon Bye. Bye.